0: Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, uh, in person, for the first time in a while, Susan Miller-Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? Great. I, did you
1: hear the sound effects? Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, we it's are coming to like, you live from the parking lot of the Starbucks on, the, on the, we're, South we're, Dixie Highway across from campus. <laughs> uh, we were going to record in the Starbucks, a little too much ambient noise of about recording outside it started raining so now we are uh in susan's car uh in the front seats here uh recapping right. we haven't done really That'll a work. spring football pro- yep. podcast in a while uh i went did basketball a bunch of weeks in a row with uh our colleague michelle kaufman you were on vacation last week too uh you're yep. back now we're getting to the final stretch run of spring practice here uh 11 are in the books out of 15 uh they'll have a scrimmage on saturday and three more practices next week, including the spring game next Saturday at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so, like I said, we haven't done one of these in a while. We haven't been able to really give our thoughts. Obviously, you've been able to read a lot of it um, at MiamiHerald.com or in the paper. But uh, I figured 11 practices. Let's do 11 thoughts. Our 11 biggest thoughts we have from 11 spring practices uh, so far. Um And I figured we'll start kind of big picture and get a little bit more specific positional stuff as we go on. Okay. Um, To me, the biggest thing, um, and it's something we have talked, I feel like every time we talk about this team in real life, is Mm -hmm. the first thing we end up talking about is just how many coaches are out there and how big of a difference the coaching staff will make. Obviously, Mario himself will make a difference, and I think a lot with the offensive line in particular, but more than anything, I think just the number of coaches that have the experience of the assistant coaches, that is going to be the, the bigger change that we're going to see with this team.
1: For sure. And, and oh, the the players are mentioning it and the yeah. coaches. I mean, the the coaches love to have, I, apparently, like pretty much every position group has an analyst. Right. Or whatever. Not only the assistant coaches, but they have assistants. And yeah, right. Them. In practice,
0: you're allowed to have 10 on-field guys who instruct. Plus, I think it's four GAs.
1: Yeah, right. And in practice, it's like
0: ten guys can be really hands-on. The the assistant coaches, you know, the ones who you know, Uh, and then I think four GAs or whatever can help out too. I think two on offense, two on defense, and then the analysts have like restrictions of what they're allowed to do, but they can all be out there and talking to players and observing. So like Jason Taylor can't be there like telling them exactly what to do in a drill and coaching them, but like if Jafari Harvey does a Rep in a seven on seven format and goes over to the sideline. Jason Taylor can be like, This is what you did well, this is what you didn't do well. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's he can, all these just extra eyes.
1: And also, he can in the office and right, and that's the bigger thing. And then in meetings
0: sit. room, they can really instruct.
1: He can sit in the meeting room, they can go over film, you know. Um, they, I, it's it's pretty incredible actually, and and um. So the so the coaches love it. Oops. Oops. And the uh, there are a lot of noise. I'm kind of making believe I'm in the Walt Disney World sound booth. If they, still, <laughs> if they still have that, it used to be really cool. But so you might hear some like crinkling of paper.
0: Yeah, it's like a a horn ASMR. ASMR.
1: Horn beeping, some rain. It's kind of fun. But uh, the the players have have mentioned. Um, all of them, that they're really getting detailed yeah. stuff out of it. We can talk about some
0: specific players later. Right. right? Yeah. So. Well, we'll get to some of those specifics uh, as we go. But yeah, I mean, that is the biggest way that Miami feels like it's a big time college football program now. Like, if it's, I mean, I haven't yeah. been to an Alabama football practice, so I don't, I don't know exactly how those run, but I know there's a lot of coaches out there. And I know Miami did oh not have God. a lot of coaches out there last year compared to what they have now. It's like legitimately. I don't know, seventy-five percent, seventy-five percent increase in coaches or something like that. It's a ton,
1: and then and also, and a lot of people are, or you know what, a lot of people are attending practices. I mean, yeah, parents, yeah, they did last year too, but it seems like more coaches.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mario's obviously inviting a lot of recruits out. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of high school Like, every every practice I'm out, I see people I recognize from, like, high school football and stuff like that. Definitely.
1: And, and, and former players. Yeah, a lot
0: of alumni. You said Vince Wilfork was out there today. Uh, so, I think, was it Warren Sapp was at the scrimmage? Warren
1: Sapp was there. Leon Washington, a former linebacker, was yeah. out there today. And it's pretty cool. I mean, some big-time players. Edger and James was there the other week. And, uh, I mean, it's just... It's it's on and on a lot of a lot of top notch former players, which is really it's impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. when when recruits are there, and yeah, it's, yeah, so. yeah.
0: So Paradise Camp was always the biggest recruiting event because, like, I remember talking to Jaleel Skinner uh, at one point, and he was like, "I met Michael Irvin, and now my dad talks to Michael Irvin like all the time." Not so cool. And, like, but like, this can happen at any practice. And Mario, by the way, like this is
1: getting off off topic a little but they the paradise camp what's it what's he calling it now marius calls it something else now
0: um is it like an elite prospects camp or something elite prospects day is what they call their junior day now
1: i don't yeah i don't think they're calling it elite
0: but yeah it's not day. paradise it's camp but it's about something the future. else it's
1: something kind of enticing Uh huh. but he has a different name for it so anyway yeah so yes the coaches i mean it's it's going to make a huge difference we keep saying it every podcast but it's true it's yeah. like one thing that you notice yeah for sure so the first
0: thing you notice when you're the out there if you yeah if you've been out to a practice last year and this year it's the biggest difference you can notice because you know football practice is a football practice and the, right. You can run it differently, but, but just like you're saying, just the number of bodies out there really stands out. But that does kind of bring me to number two on this list, yeah. which uh, is something that came up today. Uh-huh. Uh, that was Mario Cristobal stopping practice because he uh, was not happy with the way things were going. Correct. Um, you know, every coach, at least yeah. at first, likes to point paint themselves as like a disciplinarian, no nonsense. Right. Uh, you're definitely seeing that so far with, with Mario Cristobal.
1: Oh, definitely, and um, he's serious. And I mean, he like of course Manny Diaz was a you know last year he was the defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. again. He was a linebackers person and and all that. I mean, he was very hooked into the defense. Um, But Mario is definitely overseeing the entire operation even though he works yes with the the offensive offensive line he does but still um he also kind of works everywhere else he's really going from place to place wandering on the Mm -hmm. on the field and really watching um yeah he's um yeah i mean it's it's a and he is a He's strict.
0: Right, that's his he reputation.
1: Yeah, he doesn't I don't when we're out there, okay, I don't you don't hear him screaming or anything like that. Uh-huh. But um he's very serious and intense and and I don't think anything gets past him.
0: Yeah, well and that's the other observant. thing, not to keep going back to the coaches, but when you have a Roland Smith, a Jason Taylor, a uh I'm blanking who's the the special teams guy that like when you've got all these coaches who are not 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 busy, um like running a drill and all that stuff. Right. Those guys are just observing and they're they're kind of Mario's eyes, right? He can walk over Definitely. and be like, What's going on over here? Definitely. And they give you so Ed Reed obviously can could do he's standing over by the safeties all the time we're seeing it. Um, so those guys are like the extra set of eyes out there. And they know
1: them. now. I mean, Ed Reed they they know they have to be.
0: Right. I, I mean It's just I how it runs, with, yeah.
1: With Manny it was more loose. Yeah. I don't, you know, so um, I think that.
0: Man, I mean, Manny was a player's coach, and not that Mario is like players don't like him. Yeah. Manny invented the turnover chain. Like, that kind of <laughs> says it all, and Mario got rid of it.
1: Right. It does. No If they're two chain.
0: different styles, it doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong, but they're two different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three I got on this list, and that, this is kind of natural anytime there's a, a, a coaching change, is just a lot of competition, right? No one, you know, there's a couple, like, What Mario said today, he thinks Tyler Van Dyke's going to be the best quarterback in the country. Tyler Van Dyke's going to start. Like, there's some spots where there's not competition, necessarily. Um, You know, Zion Nelson is going to be the left tackle. chi Clark's going to be... Like, there's some spots that
1: guys have their spots locked up.
0: Right. But, uh, I don't know, like, of the 22 starting jobs, it feels like, like, 14 probably are up for grabs. I, I haven't counted the number out myself, but it feels like the whole defensive line is kind of up for grabs. Uh, there's Correct. at least one spot on the offensive lineup for grabs. Um, maybe really two. Right guard, right tackle. Because uh, it seems like Jalen well, Rivers, I if he's have... healthy, is going to be the left guard. Although, DJ yeah. Scaife seems like he's going to be the right I tackle. I think DJ
1: Scaife But gonna it's be also right possible tackle. he
0: could go to right guard. You know, there's like a couple things like he that. Could. He um, could. Running back, obviously. Wide receivers, wide open. Um, tight end with running, Will Mallory out right now. Running
1: back should be really interesting. Yeah, we, it's one. I... We, it's a position
0: we can't even really talk about because well, that should be Chaney real... and... and and are, are limited right now in right. I mean, those red practice jerseys. But, I mean, every spring has a lot of competition, but you really feel it out there where, you know, every time I go out there, I try to mark down who the ones are. And it's changing every practice. The 12 or the 22, not not all 20, 22 is changing every practice, but four or five, it's like different guys every, every practice you're out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are. You, they, and there are. You're right about the D-line. Um, and I and I think, I would think, knowing about the old Miami teams I used to cover, they really did, um, they they had different guys come in and out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, they, I mean, they, I think that's ain't... definitely where Mario wants to get to, right? I think there's a, a worry. Do you have seven capable defensive linemen right now, or are you going to have to roll with your six best and just run them to the ground?
1: And, I like, the only time I had seen... Um, like offensive linemen, I, I, you know, in his perfect world, he'd love to have like the 2001 team, you know, where they were just so damn good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They just, they just all stayed in there. Right. That's it. They were yeah, all, yeah. they were so good. That was that. But, um, yeah, they're going to have to rotate guys. And you're right. They, I think their DBs.
0: Pretty you know, open. Tyreek Stevenson's into, out right now. So, or limited. Right. So,
1: he would. If if he's fine, whenever his shoulder is healed, totally he'll. It
0: seems yeah, like I he'll start. start. I would. Yeah, he, he was he great last year. He looks like he slimmed down a little bit too. as he, he's Yeah, he's, he does. Because remember he was like kind of playing linebacker at Georgia, so he's like he's had to cut a lot of that weight.
1: And I think, um, but I think like some of the uh, the star, you know, the nickelback.
0: Yeah, guys. Uh, we'll get to that later because I oh, want to talk about a bunch of the guys okay. in that spot. Go ahead. Um, uh, Number four on this list. Let's start getting into some specifics. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, as I said, might be the best quarterback in the country. But Jake Garcia is more than a backup. It's like it was the first message they sent to us on the first practice, basically. Right. When they the two players they made available were Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia. Um, Oh, yeah. Again, you know, I I think that practice, Jake was like, I want to push Tyler. I think he knows in all likelihood Tyler's going to be the starter. But at the same time. Miami knows how important Jake is to the future. And, you know, on half, 50% of Power 5 pro teams right now, he'd probably be a starting quarterback, maybe more. I mean, we oh, haven't yeah. seen him, obviously. Right. But, like, you know, there's probably six ACC teams that if he transferred there right now, he would be the starter in the fall.
1: Definitely. He looks really good, David. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's thrown some beautiful passes he seems like he's he's studying it seems like he's studying hard and he knows what he's doing and um he um he had a he made a really nice uh pass to um uh not Redding it was um yeah it was Redding Michael Redding the Mm -hmm. third um super nice uh, pass and they and Redding just jumped up. At, uh, the The whole play was so beautiful um, today. And 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 you know Tyler Tyler did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just um, one after another. And Jakari, yeah, I mean, that, this yeah, is we the said... best Jakari. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it was Garcia. It's yeah, Garcia to Michael Redding.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't so, we shouldn't ignore Jakari. He's and, obviously and, probably uh, not going to play this year,
1: right? But he's good. And but by he's the good. way, the, the pass, and kind of looks
0: better than I expected too. Yeah, and he's I
1: thought getting he was going to be better. more of a
0: project. He's yeah. getting
1: better and better, mm-hmm. and and the kids seem to really like him. The players seem yeah. to really like him. He's
0: big too, and like today that size pops.
1: He is definitely big, and um, uh, you know t- the the Garcia pass to Michael Redding mm-hmm. um Redding was covered like really closely by James Williams and Gil Frierson really I mean yeah. they did, and he still got the ball so it gives you hope that maybe not only great quarterbacks but maybe the receivers will be better
0: well that's a good transition because uh obviously we've got a big void at wide receiver uh with Mike Harley, the program's all-time leader in receptions, and Charleston Rambo, who set the single-season record for both receptions and receiving yards um, last year, gone a big void for that number one wide receiver. And uh, right now, it looks like uh, the number one wide receiver will be a combination of Xavier Restrepo and Jacoby George, because those guys have earned like a ton of hype, it feels like. Uh, Restrepo is probably the wide receiver who's most consistently impressive when we're out there, right? It feels like every practice he's...
1: It really does. Well, he's always
0: first in he the line in drills, right? He's like, so hyper. He's the—he's le- clearly the leader of that group, right? He's always first in line in drills. He's always the first guy catching a pass from Tyler Van Dyke. Um, very serious. Yeah, very serious. Really, uh, going, really
1: heavy-duty competitor. I mean, yeah. he gets PO'd if he doesn't... Make a catch or whatever. Yeah,
0: and he makes good catches, and he does every drill one hundred percent. Like he's gonna be the he's gonna yeah. start he's gonna start in the slot, and he's gonna oh, yeah. catch a ton of passes. And this he's year.
1: gonna like run. he's the type that uh he'll just keep running.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he'll right, keep
1: running and running
0: and running. Yeah, so he's gonna start yeah. in the slot, and he's gonna catch a ton of passes. And uh, Jacoby George feels like he's the guy who has a chance to be like the re- leader in receiving yards potentially because he is. I mean, we saw it in the Duke game, right, where he had. This is three catches, 80 yards. Uh, He had an incredible one-handed catch in that game. We saw, like, you know how good he is with the ball in his hands because he was a really good punt returner when he took over uh, at that spot in the second half of the year. Uh, Mike Harley the other day said he thinks he's going to be the number one receiver. You can see why. It's the combination of, like, he can play in the slot, he can play outside. Those are the two guys who I think have been kind of most impressive.
1: What's kind of interesting is last year we were talking about – Smith, Keyshawn Smith. Yeah, I mean, he looks uh, like he... right he's now. he's really good, too. Yeah,
0: right now it looks like he's the uh, third starter, right? Like, you know, uh, Romello Brinson has been hurt, so we haven't <laughs> seen him at all. He's the other guy who has a chance, I think, to, like, pop as that number one guy. But, yeah, I mean, like, the number the ones in practice have mostly been Restrepo, George, and Keyshawn Smith. And, and those three... You know, Brashard Smith has looked pretty good, too. Uh, feels like he's going to be a little more of a gadget guy, right? Because he can play some running back. Um, but I think the wide receivers were, you know, they're looking for that number one guy, and and God knows that they have.
1: If I were that, might be playing, really practicing really hard to try to get a starting spot with those uh, yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, can't ask for more.
0: Yeah, so they they got some depth there, and but those are the two guys who have popped out to me as like they might be, uh, might be starting quarter, might be the the top two wide receivers once we get to the season. Um, number, where am I at? Number five on this list? Yeah, number five I've got. Uh, I think the offensive line's going to keep getting better. Jalen Rivers is back at practice today. And uh, Mario Rivers. has been back a couple of days, but you yeah. talked to him today.
1: Yeah, Mario. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jalen's a, gr- a great guy. Super smart. Um, very, um, uh, very... that's what they would Uh say and smart and Mario just raved about him I mean Mario doesn't like to talk about specific players he really does not and he's let us know but he raved about Jalen and said he's not just a you know he's not just a big body he's a big body that's he kind of has finesse you know he's kind of and yet he's his hands are strong um and he has great footwork so uh
0: we're just looking he's, at the world around look, us.
1: Yeah, we're looking at some guy who's... I, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like like maybe there's a scratch on the car, and he's like <laughs> trying to buff it out before the person who he hit realizes it. Well, it's, uh, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, I, I, think, yeah, I think the offensive line got better as the year went on. Um, they've obviously got Zion Nelson back. Jalen Rivers looked like maybe their best offensive line before he got hurt. Uh, Ja'Kai Clark, as, as we mentioned has been a good center. And I
1: don't know how S- Sagapolu. am I saying it right? Yeah. Sagapolu. I mean,
0: I don't know if you're saying it right, but yeah. <laughs> There's an open spot there. Um, and actually, let's we'll take a quick break because uh, that'll transition us nicely to another one of my observations. All right, number six on this list, um, the top, the, the, the transfers who have popped out the most are Logan Sagapolo, who you just mentioned, has mm-hmm. been kind of starting at guard now uh, for the last few practices,
1: uh, mm-hmm. and
0: Jake, don't call him Adam Lichtenstein, uh, <laughs> the defensive tackle who's run with the ones. Uh, you know, obviously, we haven't seen Antonio Moultrie, who's been hurt. Um, you know, Frank Ludson, his size definitely stands out. Uh, it's impossible not to notice that. And there's a couple. Of, you know, Daryl Porter hasn't gotten to campus yet. Who could start a cornerback? But uh, Sagapolu, I would say, is right now a front runner to start at guard. And Jake Lichtenstein is going to play on the defensive line. So you got two transfers. You know, we, we've talked about it. it's not it's not Jalen Phillips and Bubba Bolden and Dierik King and Quincy Rochet and some of these other Jose Borgalis, some of these other All Conference All American wow. transfers they've gotten in the past, but you know this is you fill gaps in the transfer portal as much as you look for superstars and i think that's what they're doing with those two
1: true um and mario no i mean i think mario probably feels he knows those guys from the west coast right zagapolo played
0: for him at oregon slichtenstein played at, at usc right so um
1: yeah i mean and more are coming
0: yeah and Moultrie is another guy like I said hasn't been practicing we'll see him uh, Mitchell Agude has been out there a couple of times or Agude I don't know how it's pronounced
1: we, it. we uh we, it was really funny uh Barry Jackson today uh, mentioned him uh huh <laughs> and said his name to Mario uh
0: huh
1: and said oh Agude or Agude he's he's you know he's been here at every practice or whatever watching and you know whatever and and, and Mario just was quiet. He just went totally quiet and looked at Barry, like, with his with his hand, like, you know, no, no. We don't talk about that.
0: I am, we I'm don't still talk not about, clear on the rules. We don't
1: talk about Bruno. Yeah,
0: I'm still not clear on the rules of when you can talk about transfers. I'm pretty sure you can talk about them, but they're just all, like, paranoid about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cam Gorby said, no, no. <laughs> Barry, no, we can't. And Barry was, you know whatever yeah so we could not talk about him but he's he's another guy right so
0: we don't talk about agood um we could uh, sing that uh number number six i got on this list right six no seven number seven i got on this list uh still they're looking for front seven help though uh even though a couple of these guys are yeah definitely you know, they had a, a yeah, I don't, even the way 24/7 Ma- reported they've got a, a, a defensive end who was visiting um you know they I think Mario's been open that he wants to add a linebacker right I think he's discussed that in the past mm-hmm.
1: um, and he still and he still does and even today um, when when Mario talked um, you know about some of the guys who were doing well mm-hmm like, he was he was saying, Jafari Harvey, Harvey um, defensive end, he, you know, he works so hard. He plays so hard so that even even when things aren't perfect, perfect mm-hmm. maybe his footwork isn't right or whatever he said. he, You know, if things go wrong, he still plays so hard that he's there to make the play. Um, and who was the other one he said? Oh, Chance Williams? Yeah. And somebody else who was a little bit hurt playing with bumps and bruises, but he, he didn't... Like, nobody was great. Yeah. Um, only only Jalen Rivers. He was the only one he raved <laughs> about today. But
0: the only a, good player, And Tyler Van Dyke. offensive
1: line. Yeah, well, Tyler... Yeah. Tyler Van Dyke, definitely.
0: Um, yeah, number nine I have on this is, is the defensive ends that, that you're kind of talking about, because that is um you know Jafari Harvey hoping for a breakout year he's pretty open about that the other day Mm -hmm. um Chance Williams remains really interesting to me uh just you look at his body and he's looks the part Mm -hmm. um but actually the one who's popped out is it kind of came out of nowhere is Thomas Davis who was running with the ones a couple practices ago Mm -hmm. uh freshman last year who did not play at all I don't think I think he got hurt in the preseason um does not have your typical ACC defensive end body. He's only like six foot, six one. Like right. play a lot of middle linebacker in high school, um, but just like you know, tenacious at that defensive end spot. Like classic undersized defensive end with high motor. Um, so, yeah, they're looking for help there still, but uh, they've got some like names worth monitoring. I would say.
1: I would say what Mario really wants. Is some really big, tall guys. Uh,
0: he wants guys Greg in the Rousseau future. to come back to college.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, he wants some big guys. Big, fast guys on the edge. Yeah. And none of those guys, <laughs> I don't know, feel like that. I guess no, they not No, not quite.
0: Um, I mean, like, one of the guy who I, I don't have mentioned here, because I. Well, like, oh, he'll come up in a second here okay. again, but Cyrus Moss, who is. Uh. Like you look at him and he is—he's really, really skinny, like really skinny, and that stands out. Um, but he's like the—you know—he's what is Mario's looking for, right? Six five, six six, like. Has he's actually been playing? Uh, when I've seen him, he's been like a stand-up linebacker uh, quite a bit in practices, which is probably smart because I think he's too skinny to be a hand in the dirt defensive end right now. And he played linebacker mostly at, at Bishop Gorman. Um, so he can, you know, do some of that where he can drop back into coverage and he can blitz. And he was a safety growing up uh, for a lot of his, his early days in middle school and high school. Um, and Najali Kelly, who we have not, who's been hurt. And we haven't seen hurt, him. Right. So there are a couple of young guys, but it's hard, to, it's hard to bank on those guys contributing this year. So you know that Mario would love to yeah. either just add a little bit more competition into that room um, or, you know, that's the one spot where I feel like that and linebacker. Like, those are the two spots where if Miami can add a guy, like, of that Quincy Roche caliber, which is going to be hard at this point. Totally. Like, that, those are the spots where you need it.
1: Yeah, that for sure. Because they've, they've beefed up. They're, they're doing better in the secondary, in the, you know, safeties, cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean, the
0: safety group is really good. I don't even have them listed here because we know they're really good. Really good. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Tyreek Stevenson, who, again, we haven't seen, he, he gives you some some help at corner with a potential all-conference-type cornerback. Um, but, yeah, the front seven is not It's not your typical Miami front seven. No. Still.
1: And it really hasn't been for a while.
0: Uh, number 10 on my list, uh, speaking of freshmen, um, Cyrus Moss, I guess, would have been a candidate for this. But Wesley Bussain definitely seems like the freshman most likely, too play a significant role this year um i honestly wasn't he supposed to miss all of practice with an injury i remember he was on that initial injury list we got well um but it's obviously you know, he's come back he's been running with the twos a lot in practice uh, a couple of things one he looks the part already of a you know he's not your traditional linebacker and he's still 18 years old or whatever so he's mm-hmm. got a lot of growth left but he does not look out of place um, and everyone's raving about his intelligence and yep. just as someone who like knows him from covering him in high school, I can vouch for him being you know, a four year starter at Miami central four time all County performer for us. Like there's, he's a the guy who's going to be able to step in and help out. I think
1: and for sure. Everybody, I, I, Mario mentioned him today, actually, you know, among some of the older guys mm-hmm. he talked about and, um, Corey flag, middle linebacker was asked about him and he said he's, he's a phenomenal kid. He does everything the right way. He's locked on. His brain is just open. He's like a sponge. He's soaking up all the things you can soak up. He's coming along really, really well. Um, he comes in and watches extra film. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. So they're they're definitely high on him. I agree. He's he's going to be a guy that they're gonna they're gonna need to play a lot. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, sometimes a freshman comes in and they feel like an 18 year old, and sometimes a freshman comes in and they feel like a 21-year-old or 22-year-old and he he kind of falls in that category and um, I mean he's coming you know he's played for Roland Smith who's now on the coaching staff so like you know kids who come out of Central are are a lot of times ready to play like right who's the the last big recruit they got from Central was Navon Donaldson who started from day one too
1: right he sure did on the first team yeah first team the first practice practice, I think
0: right I wasn't here yet but I remember I've read that so um you know, he's he's yeah, in a... that was my story. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's in... Uh, I think he's going to help. Um, Jaleel Skinner has also looked good to me in, in practice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Will Mallory has been hurt, so more opportunities than he'll probably get come the fall. Uh, assuming Will Mallory is, is back and fully healthy at the start of the season, but... Um, God, I hope he's okay. Yeah, you know, I saw Jaleel Skinner play once in, in high school, and mm-hmm. he was, looked really skinny to me. And he's, he's like, he's still skinny. He's a freshman, but he's... He looks kind of skinny. Looks, he looks more physically ready than I thought he was going to. Compared to a guy like Cyrus Moss, especially. And he, every once in a while, make a nice play. And, you know, they're, they're pretty good at tight end, I think. As long as Mallory's healthy. Because Elijah Royo has looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen Khalil Brantley and Dom Amorelli play a little bit, too. So.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be. I, hopefully, Will gets back. Um, and I'm not... Yeah, not really sure about surgery stuff, you know, yeah. if he's had. Boy, I hope not for his sake.
0: Am I forgetting any freshmen? Ja'Kari Brown, we talked about, obviously. He's not going to play, but he's going to. Well, he might play against, I don't remember who their FCS game is, but. Um, is it FAMU? Do they play FAMU I can't or Bethune Cookman? One of those. Yeah, one of the HBCUs. Um, uh, last one I got. Uh, new coaches mean new, mean fresh starts, and I think they nowhere is more clear than in the secondary, where uh, to Corey Couch, who we talked to him the mm-hmm. other day, and he was very much like I hated myself last year the way I played, um, has been running with the ones in the nickel a lot. Uh, Gilbert Frierson, like position change, basically. He's gone from playing striker, linebacker, basically, to now... Uh, sometimes he's practicing with the corners Sometimes he's practicing with the safeties Playing in the slot a lot um, He was a guy who was always good And then kind of inexplicably wound up As the backup for a lot of last year Behind Amari Carter um, So I'm excited to see him Get back in the uh, the mix And Al Blades who Not necessarily because of performance He's had a lot of you know injuries and, and medical issues uh, Is back Is back on In the uh, back, Right back in the mix I mean he's playing safety a lot he's running with the ones at safety a lot um you know there's been some times where like james Williams will you know i think we're we're inching towards james williams maybe playing a little bit more linebacker striker slot um because there's been some times when al blades is out there next to avante williams at, at safety and right. i think they like what they're seeing from him at that spot
1: i'm really excited to see al blades you know he's he's had some hard times yeah and i always thought he was really good So, um, yeah, he's – I think their DBs have really – they're much better than they used to be. And now, you know, with with James Williams and – Yeah,
0: and Cam Kitchens has not been playing and has been banged up. and not. Cam's been
1: banged up, but they're so talented. And and and. Avante, and I mean –
0: yeah, their safeties group is awesome as we know. And I I mean it was a thing I asked Manny about a lot last year I was like how you got to figure out how to get these three guys on the field at the same time. And, and Mario's really strong about that. Yeah. He's and like, that, Some that's why I wrong think if that's why I think get... we're inching toward that James Williams is like linebacker, oh, safety, Kevin Steele said him. that.
1: Yeah. He said if something's wrong, if I have a kid next to me who's good enough to be on the field. And he said we're going to for sure get him in the game. So,
0: Yeah, and that gives you some flexibility if you're thin at linebacker, right? You can play one traditional linebacker and make it work. If I mean, maybe we, maybe we're going to
1: see Jake Garcia in some games. Well,
0: at slot receiver? <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll bring back Derek King.
0: Hey. Yeah. Um, oh, any, any kind of uh, last thoughts? Should we talk pro, you weren't at Pro Day, but I it was fun to see uh, Derek no. King run around at wide receiver a little bit. Said he's got some interviews coming up. I uh, think there should so. be a
1: really interesting draft because it's just
0: there might not be any hurricanes picked on the first two days of the draft. In yeah, fact, I would say that's I probably agree. likely. I, I, I Bob Bolden seems uh, seems to think he has got a shot to go third round. Um, maybe he will. Maybe he'll. You know, he was okay at pro day, and but um, I don't know, but. Um,
1: we're, we in recent years we've ended up more disappointed than yeah than like wow you yeah, know I mean like I think Jaylen, Bub- bubble will yeah.
0: definitely get drafted um Charleston Rambo I still think will get drafted uh, even though he didn't run super well at the combine or at Pro no. day. he was just so productive and, and he's so
1: skinny He's just gonna beef up a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I still think he's, like he's good. gonna get drafted, he's talented, right? Yeah, man. you don't put
0: up numbers like that without being pretty good, um, and you can see it on I the field. I can't
1: believe he wouldn't be drafted. I so, mean,
0: but hard. other than that, I mean, maybe someone will draft Derek because, you know, in the seventh round, why not? But um, other than that, yeah, there's, it's hard to see a, a lot of you know guys will catch on. Like Derek will be in a training camp, hundred percent, because why would you oh, not want sure. that kid in your training camp? Um, but yeah, it's I like you said, going to be an interesting draft. We'll have plenty of time and to think about wait, that.
1: Yeah, John Ford. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw pictures from pro day because obviously it was on vacation. But he look he looks like a beast, doesn't he? he
0: looks. He's. I mean, he's always been like a oh no, he's you know, like a really good run stuffer, and that's you know again, I, you don't. It's hard to get drafted as a guy like that these days. But he'll. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on an NFL team next year. He looks like. He looks
1: like 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 a solid rock. Yeah, he's
0: a, he? he's a big fella.
1: Yeah. He definitely is. So yeah, that should it should be a nerve wracking draft for people covering it. <laughs> saying,
0: oh. uh, you wanna give us like sixty seconds on baseball? We are at, at the FIU game, they have a huge series this weekend. Top 10 matchup at the light uh right. Virginia.
1: Right, and I didn't even check. Tra- I'm, I'm assuming... Virginia played Liberty. I didn't even check if they won or not. I can't believe if they didn't win. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, well, but they're number
0: three in the country, I think, right?
1: we are number three in the country?
0: Miami's eight.
1: My, Miami's 8
0: Dolby be milkshakes.
1: <laughs> Miami's won 10 in a row.
0: Absolutely they haven't demolished won, FIU on um, Wednesday. 17-1.
1: Yeah. And, that, and they haven't won 11 in a row since 2018 I think was the last time they did that but they've got I mean they've swept the last two series
0: yeah demolished to, UNC kind of right
1: UNC who
0: was top 15 or something UNC, I think when they played in top 20 yeah
1: 14 or whatever UNC and Duke on the road um, I mean yeah I, I on the road at uh, Florida Gulf Coast and I mm-hmm. mean the Florida teams always have good yeah, you know have good like, athletes. Yeah,
0: you know and they're gonna have like MLB players on the or MI, minor league players on those rosters, if nothing else.
1: Oh, for sure, and yeah, they're they're hitting. I wish I had the stats in front of me. I don't have any of the stats, but they are hitting like um like crazy. Like Dominic Patelli, who's we mm-hmm. knew was a great shortstop. He's a really great shortstop. I think he. I think he hit. I wrote this in today. Today, uh, last night, I think he hit like two nineteen last year for the whole season, <laughs> and and he's hitting three forty seven now, and. I mean, he had a pair of grand slams. First hurricane to ever do that in history last weekend uh-huh. in two different games. Last night, he had a two-run homer. He had like five, four or five RBIs. He had three singles. I mean, it's crazy. They're all hitting home runs and they're hitting. It's fun. Yeah, it's I got to get out to a game
0: as a, I haven't covered them in a while. Oh but my God. I got to get out to a game as a fan because I live down here in in South Miami. It's so. it's,
1: it's I I mean I like. And their games. Well, I shouldn't say this. I'll jinx myself. I'm
0: covering on <laughs> yeah, Sunday, don't say but, anything about that. All
1: right, I won't say. Anything. Um, all
0: right. Any, any. You, you, you never talked basketball. Do you have any final basketball thoughts?
1: It was, it was very fun watching them in the NCAA's. I really like Charlie Moore because <laughs> 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 he looks like he's about twelve. I know. And um, yet he's
0: like twenty-seven. <laughs> Not actually, he's twenty-four. But
1: um, and uh, it was. A, it was really, really nice. They played with so much heart, you know? Yeah. It was just... Um,
0: I think college basketball is back. It's been, like, a rough, like...
1: No, it's back just because your did well. It's
0: got... No. <laughs> because the problem that college basketball has had for the last 10 years is everyone is chasing the one-and-done thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for a lot of reasons... I that, by the way. Well, for, you know, some guys yeah. have gone to G League instead of doing the one-and-done thing. There's the Overtime League, uh, which is, like, high school kids that kind of be, give up their eligibility to go play in the overtime league and uh, a bunch of local kids have done that uh, the thompson twins who were like five-star recruits at pinecrest like you know or whatever you're not getting the one and dones as much anymore because those guys have other avenues and i mean you look at that kansas team they had their best players Baji who was a senior their second best player was David McCormick, but I love senior. that because
1: then the players yeah. get that they, they, they care grow. a little bit about the school. They, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually... And it's so,
0: it's so interesting with Miami, where they were so transfer heavy. Although Cam Mcgusty has been at Miami for four, I think it's his fourth year at the school, third or fourth year. Um, college basketball is back. I'm, 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 I'm feeling should... really optimistic about the future of college basketball. As someone who like grew up, that was my sport, going to Maryland games, and you love watch, You know you got to watch the same guys for four years and see them be little babies. And then by the time they're gone, they're
1: yeah. But big I big man on campus, David. I don't think the fans, South Florida fans, love college basketball. No, they don't. They, even, don't. they, didn't, they don't. I hate to say this. I mean, Michelle Kaufman, who covers it, knows this. I mean, they, people didn't really. Re, I don't know. They didn't.
0: Yeah, they read don't. The they story. don't get into you it say, as much as they do with football. They don't or feel
1: the. They, they play in front of empty. You know, and yeah, you got to bring in
0: next year, Miami fans. That's that's a challenge. Coming off a final or an Elite Eight. You've got to bring it if you want to get it well,
1: over the hump. Here, here, here's so how we'll segue into the end. They will bring it, and we'll talk about this in our next podcast. They will bring it at the at spring at the spring game,
0: 100. Yeah, next week uh, we'll record one more episode before the spring game,
1: and we're gonna get Mario. We're I think we're gonna get Mario. Hopefully, hopefully next next, uh, Thursday. next Thursday. So we'll record
0: home. after practice. Thursday will be our plan. Um, Preview the spring game. Recap some baseball, maybe, depending and, how this weekend yeah, and goes. Yeah, there, there's
1: also going to be a scrimmage this Saturday. Yeah. But, of course, we're just going to get a video from Mario, yeah. and he's not going to say anything. I, I mean, Okay, one prediction. Mario says the offense won.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so next week, like we said, we'll do spring game preview, and if Miami wins this series against UVA, we'll do like 10 minutes on Miami baseball.
1: All right. I think that's Because I think good. people will get
0: locked in then. So, all right, all right. Uh, let's finish up there. Uh, thanks good. as always for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. She's back from vacation at Miami practice every day. Uh, every day there's practice. Um, yep. We'll be at the spring game, obviously, next Saturday. I'll be there at the spring game with you on Saturday, uh, a week from Saturday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. I'm mostly in Panthers mode these days. You are, Because with they big, are, big
1: they're, they're, they're heading,
0: them. they're heading, you know, they clinch a they playoff spot. People. Yeah, they head they clinched the playoff spot um, so
1: they come back when they're like getting killed they, I'll tell you
0: what uh, they come back another one where the readership does not seem to keep up with the interest because every person I talk to just they want to talk about the Panthers because they I mean it's because they know I cover them obviously but people want to talk about that team so I, I think there's there's some interest in it these days um, I agree. like there was for a couple weeks in Miami basketball I'm like there always is for Miami football, which is why we do this for you every week. Um, So thanks again for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week.